each one of you back for afternoon service. I trust y'all got plenty to eat, and now you're ready to sing. Amen? All right, some of you. Let's stand. Let's turn to page 656. Page 656, where we'll begin this world. It's not my home. Let's sing it out together on that first verse. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior pardoned me, and now I onward go. I know He'll take me through, though I am weak and poor. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, here and and uh, we never really left amen uh, but uh, sure thankful you stayed uh, for the afternoon service and trying to sing like that uh, after you just ate I, I kind of thought I kept thinking about Otis from the Andy Griffin show amen and and the hiccuping and amen so I just ate too much turkey though I'm not the town drunk amen that's <laughs> Amen. And, uh, but anyways, it's good to be uh, in the Lord's house. And man, I, I really, I just want to say thank you to those that, that brought food and, and things like that. And I know our deacons, uh, they did the, brought the uh, hams and, uh, and Brother Wisdom always jokes about the hams will bring the hams. Amen. And me and Brother Will smoked the turkeys and I'm sure our wives would agree we're the two turkeys. Amen. Uh, but man, I'm just telling you, it's a blessing. And, and if you didn't get enough to eat, well, something's wrong. Amen. Because, uh, man, what a spread over there. Just a blessing. We have much to be grateful for. We really do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, let's ask the Lord to bless the afternoon uh, service and, 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 um, and pray for Brother Knudsen as, as he preaches uh, this afternoon. I'm going to ask Brother Rich Raymer back there if you'd pray for us, brother.
Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, this afternoon? Just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements. Of course, don't forget about uh, this coming uh, midweek. Uh, we'll be moving our midweek service from this coming Wednesday night uh, to Tuesday night. Be the same times and everything. Uh, so Tuesday night in uh, the 7 o'clock service. And I don't believe we're running buses uh, that Tuesday night. And so uh, we'll just kind of have everybody uh, up here, but do want to encourage you uh, to be here for that. And again, we'll ha- we will have a, a time uh, to uh, allow folks to give testimony, uh, maybe what the Lord's done uh, in your life just this year or maybe recently, and you just want to praise the Lord uh, for that. And, and so looking forward uh, to that. And then, of course, this coming Wednesday, November the 23rd, I'll be dismissing uh, school uh, at noon on that Wednesday, and so Thanksgiving break will start. And then, of course, uh, Monday the 28th, they'll uh, get back to it. And then this next uh, Sunday uh, services uh, in the morning time in our Sunday school class, going to have uh, combined uh, Sunday school classes again uh, with our adults as well as our teens. And one of our Heartland students, Brother Luke Quinlan, is going to be here, and he's going to be doing the combined uh, Sunday school. And then in the evening service that night, Brother Jack. Uh, Parker is going to be uh, preaching, and, and be a fact, you'll probably see Brother Luke Quinlan up here uh, leading us in a few uh, songs. He's got some things he's got to get taken care of for school, amen, and so we want to be a help to him and invest in our uh, students, and so looking forward uh, to that. And then, of course, November the 30th, as we close out the month of November, that Wednesday night, Brother Tim uh, Quinlan's going to be preaching. Then we hit December, December the 4th, going to be hosting our missionaries, uh, missionaries uh, Kirk and Bonnie King uh, to Albania. And then, of course, uh, there is the uh, Christmas program for the uh, Faith Baptist School. That's on Tuesday, December the 13th, uh, in the evening time at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, we do have um, our Junior Church Christmas program, and that's on Sunday morning, December the 18th. And Brother Dave Hardy is going to be here with us and preaching uh, all day. And then, of course, I've been mentioning this, but Christmas Day does fall on Sunday this year. And so we're going to have one morning service, and that's going to be at 10.30 in the morning. And so we do want to try to leave time for families, you know, in the morning time to, to have, you know, time together, maybe early in the morning, however you do it. I know typically that's the way our family operates, but then, of course, we, we, want to have, we do want to be in church, amen, and, and give God the glory. Uh, and then, of course, hopefully we'll be out uh, in time, make sure you, you're able to have lunch with your family and, and things like that, and then enjoy uh, the rest of the day. But, man, I'm telling you, thank God for the birth of our Savior, amen, and, and sure thankful uh, for that. So those are the things coming up, and, of course, we'll get the bulletins out and stuff like that. There's quite a other different things that are on there if you have kids in school and, and stuff like that, but did just want to mention uh, those things. Okay, Brother Eric, come ahead and lead us in a song, and I'm going to go back here with Otis and sing, amen. <laughs> Page 444. Let's all stand again, please. Think after eating that meal, it'd be better if we sing standing up, probably. Page 444. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Sing it out. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in his blood this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long perfect submission perfect delight 
visions of rapture now burst on my side. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. Great singing. You may be seated. Just before the message, we're going to have a special from Luke and Madison Stewart. are weary, the singers are tired. The church as we know it is losing its fire. Some are discouraged from bearing the load, but we must determine to keep pressing on. Cause if just one more soul were to walk down the aisle it'd be worth every struggle it'd be worth every mile a lifetime of labor is still worth it all if it rescues just one more soul so preachers keep preaching and singers go sing. Laymen keep sharing that Jesus is King. The angels have gathered, they're surrounding the throne. And they'll start rejoicing for just one more soul. Cause if just one more soul were to walk down the aisle, it'd be worth every struggle, it'd be worth every mile. A lifetime of labor is still worth it all if it rescues just one more soul. A lifetime of labor is still worth it all If it rescues just one more soul 
worth it all, isn't it? And all the time and the labor and the things that go into it. But boy, I'm telling you, what a blessing. Well, Brother Knutson, come on ahead, brother. And uh, if you need us to do jumping jacks or something like that, go for it. Amen. So, amen. I did think about having Brother Watson do uh, maybe one verse of Father Abraham for us. I, I, when I uh, was a kid, my parents uh, taught a, a deaf Sunday school class. They were interpreters, all, both my sisters were. And I feel like uh, there's a deaf sign. I don't know if it's ASL, it's what we did back then. But when to, what we feel like right now, and it's, it's this. <laughs> Everybody gets the picture, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah. All right, Ephesians chapter 5. Here's my, here's my promise. If you'll, stay, if you'll stay awake and keep listening, I won't have Brother Eric do Father Abraham for us. Okay. <clears throat> Ephesians in chapter 5, if you will, let's stand and honor the reading of God's Word. And I want you to stay awake. <laughs> I, am, I am aware. We do the same kind of thing at our church, so I am aware of the struggles here. So Ephesians in chapter 5. If somebody next to you is doing this number, just elbow. Verse 1, Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once Named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Amen. Father, we thank you very much for the day. We do ask that you'd, uh, Lord, just continue to bless. Thank you so much for the good fellowship and the food we've already had. And Lord, we would ask that you'd bless again, help our hearts to uh, still be here and listening. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, you may be seated. Uh, forgive me, again, I, I've got a cough drop. I hate preaching like that, but sometimes it's better that than coughing the whole time. So, all right. The subject is kind of great, isn't it? I mean, it's all what we all wish to do as believers, follow God. Follow Christ. Isn't that what we want to do? We want to follow God. We want to follow Christ. And he says, he says there that the pathway... In this, in this context, the pathway that Paul is talking about in which we follow him as dear children is to walk in love. Okay? He's, he's not talking about loving him. He's talking about us as followers walking in love. Like Christ loved us. Okay? So walking in love. Okay? I think that's pretty straightforward. And, and of course, I mean, following God's a pretty cool thing. So, I mean, it's what... Every young person they, they, who's, in a, who's a believer, whose heart is in tune with the Lord, their desire is that they would walk with God, whether that be uh, becoming a lawyer, a plumber, or a preacher. Amen. Uh, don't just think that it's only the young people going to Bible college who are walking with God. Because without lawyers and policemen and uh, plumbers, there's nobody to pay the preachers. <laughs> There's nobody, to, there's nobody to, to build the buildings and do repairs. So, um, but he says it, it, it's, this is as if, if we're going to walk this way, he describes it as an offering. 
that we are giving something from ourselves. As a matter of fact, he even says it, he even calls it a sacrifice. A sacrifice to God. Now, if I understand this right, when I, if you're to offer a sacrifice, something has to die. And something to be given. A sacrifice. So to walk in love, literally to walk in love with each other, is going to take something dying. And obviously if we're walking in love, it's not our brother. <laughs> or our spouse, or our kids, or... Okay. You all remember the smell when we walked over there? I, I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. Um, normally my, my mother-in-law does a lot of cooking and she's going to do some, but my wife's also going to do some. And I like my wife's cooking, if you haven't, haven't noticed. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you, doesn't sometimes just the smell of one of these meals, it takes you sometimes, sometimes it just kind of takes you to another place. Like suddenly you, you, you think, you suddenly see a scene from your past, maybe as a little kid with uncles and aunts gathering in, or, or maybe a special, someone special that you used to celebrate Thanksgiving with that you don't get to see, and it just carries you there. You know, and you get that wonderful thought, someone special that you used to share it with. When you follow Jesus on the pathway of love, this is exactly how God sees and feels your walking together. You see that? He sees it, verse 2, as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. God goes, doesn't that smell good? You see that? Wow, that smells good. Listen, this is the kind of walk we want. I know we do. That's the kind of walk we all wish to have. But there's some pitfalls on the pathway that Paul warns us about. And I'm not going to spend too much time on these first three that he gets into. Fornication, uncleanness, and consciousness. You clearly says, I don't even want you guys talking about it. Don't be talking about it. Okay? Fornication, uncleanness. In other words, those kind of jokes and that kind of language and talking about something else that happened in some other family, that doesn't need to be part of your discussion as believers on the walkway with Christ. Does this happen in life? But it doesn't belong as part of your talking. Amen. And then he slips in a few words about how we treat each other. Okay? Fornication and all uncleanness or covetous, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Neither, and he gives three things, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting. Now, filthiness... It's just being obscene, okay? It's, it's, an, it's an act or a gesture or a conversation that is just frankly obscene. You know, well, that's just the way I am. Well, if you're a believer, that's not the way you are. That's the way the flesh is, and it needs to be changed. Now, there's, I'm not talking about changing personality. There's differences in personality. Some people are more blunt. Some people are less blunt. Some people like to, you know, their target's over there, but they're going to start over there. And eventually they'll get around to the point, and then there's others that just say, here's the target, whammo, okay? But we're not talking about changing that particular portion per se, but filthiness is just, obscenity has no place in a Christian walk. And you know, it, it's fine, now we can relax, I love being with the stewards, we've known each other so long, there's some, there's some relaxing that happens, and there's conversations that we might have together that we ain't going to have out in public. You know, and as we're walking together as brethren, we're more connected, but obscenity still has no place in that. And then he says, foolish talking. Now, okay, 
This is, this is basically saying, uh, y'all just need to grow up. And I'm going to kind of aim this at the teens a little bit. Foolish talking is someone who can only ever talk as a goofball and never serious. It's not that goofball is wrong, but that's all they ever do. Foolish talking. In other words, you try to have a serious conversation, not going to happen with them. If all you can do is ever make fun, ever turn everything into a joke, and, and no one can set you down and say, we need to talk about something, and you're still trying to turn it into a joke, that's what it's talking about. Foolish talking. You need to be able to have some serious adult conversations, and that be all right. Somebody sit down and say, we need to talk. Now, gentlemen, if you know this, but adults are supposed to have adult conversations. Which means, listen, listen, that means that we actually need to, according to Scripture, without going into a whole other message, we're supposed to confront each other. The whole first step of church discipline is two brothers getting right. In other words, you need to go talk to people and have hard conversations, not pretend like it never happened. Amen. But never able to have an adult or serious conversation. Then it says no jesting. Now, Paul just decides to go into meddling. Now, this isn't even fair. Because this is, this is what I'm good at. This is, hey. <laughs> this is verbal sparring. Always having the last word. Always having the comeback. Having a laugh at another's expense. I'm telling you, I had, I, I, this, this was me, younger in life. I actually had to ask the Lord to literally take this away because I almost couldn't stop myself. Somebody would say something, and I had the perfect thing right there. I mean, and I didn't realize how bad it was until I had a, a friend of mine, and she was a girl, but she's a friend of mine. She said something, and I said something. It was right there. It tipped my tongue, said it so fast, didn't mean it mean at all, and she walked away crying, and I'm like, oh, that is not what I meant to do. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Why do I keep doing this? That's, that's what it's talking about. He says, on the, on the, now, there's a difference. Like, Brother Stuart and I, we'll tease each other about football. We might even call each other Stuart and Knutson and say it with kind of a, all right, Stuart. <laughs> all right, Knutson. You know what I'm saying? Friendly, and as a matter of fact, if that didn't happen, we'd both be going, something wrong? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? This is not just friendly interaction where you tease each other. I mean, you get a locker room full of guys. There's all sorts of interesting names going to fly around that don't mean a hill of beans, okay? This is literally, again, verbal sparring. Someone who's always right. They can never be told they're wrong and actually say, you might be right. Verbal sparring. Having a laugh. Hopefully the first two of these, filthiness and foolish talking, are things that, you know, over time, you just kind of, adulthood, you kind of grow out of some of that, you know? But jesting, this is something nobody grows out of. I'm serious. Don't even sit there and pretend like you don't, even as an octogenarian, don't every once in a while bite somebody's head off. That one's rough. Almost all of us get into verbal sparring. Why? Because I'm not wrong. You're wrong, I'm not. All of us have laughed at the expense of another. Trying not to look at something, then somebody says, did you see? I'm trying not to look, I'm trying not to look, okay? And here's the Lord, through the words of Paul, saying, listen, 
These are all departures from the proper path. The proper path is followers of God as dear children, and that is contextually walk in love like Christ loved us. And then at the end it adds, we shouldn't be doing filthiness, foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. So the context of giving of thanks is not in reference to God. Foolish talking wasn't about God. Jesting wasn't about God. And neither is the giving of thanks. The giving of thanks is about us walking together. We are to talk to each other in the language of thankfulness. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, sister. That, you know, I really think, I appreciate your thoughtfulness there, brother. You know, how easy is it to come up with something bad to say? It's right there. It is, it's, it's so easy that all of us, given a moment and a person, would have something bad to say. Come on now, you all start, you all start agreeing with us a little bit more than just a couple people here. Because you know this to be true. I name a person in the room, point at the person, you'll be able to come up with something negative like that. Why? Because it's natural. I'm better than them. I don't think that way. Liar, liar, pants on fire. What's what the flesh does? He says, this is how we're supposed to talk. Not about bad things. Not making fun of each other. Not debating. Not having to have the last word. And listen, it even comes across as spiritual sometimes, doesn't it? Well, you know, they'll, you know, one day they'll grow up and they'll understand. <laughs> Sounds real spiritual, doesn't it? Not one lick of love in the whole thing. Well, you just need to learn. I'm telling you, you were wrong in this and you better get it straightened out. And you just got to figure, figure it out because this is unacceptable. You can handle conversations like that in love. Amen. I guarantee you, ask your preacher. He always has to do it. And he's one of the first ones that has to go, I'm really not saying what I want to say right here because I'm a preacher and I know. <laughs> not convenient. It says this is not befitting. This is not fit for a Christian. What is fit is thankfulness. How do you suppose it would affect our attitude if all through a service like we just had over there, bump into each other? Of course, it's easy now because it's Thanksgiving. You know, oh, excuse me, brother. Oh, boy, that sure was good, brother. Thank you for that. Appreciate you holding the door. Thank you for the bringing that dessert, miss, sis. You hear me? What kind of spirit, let me just ask you, what kind of spirit would you walk out with? If you walked in, and from the time you walked in to the time you walked out, there's people saying, thank you, brother. Appreciate this, brother. Listen, I'm not talking about lying. Don't lie. I'm dead serious. I know what you're, I know what you're laughing. I'm not saying come up with white lies. There is always something to be thankful for. Always. The problem is we're human and we don't see it. We don't want to see it because we want to look the best on the end. No. You know, let's think about it. How would it affect us? Instead of looking for that part of the meal which I can complain about, oh great, sister so-and-so brought her dessert again. 
Don't touch that one. <laughs> Some of you are getting more out of that than others. Okay. How about instead of looking for the thing to complain about, how about looking for the thing to thank the Lord about? Who, who made that? Who made this? Who, who made this? Hey, thank, thank you for bringing that. I'm just, I'll give you dirt cake, man. Somebody brought, I heard Brother Eric call it Oreo fluff. It's dirt cake. <laughs> I don't know who brought the dirt cake, but thank you. I haven't had that for ages. And now, according to the doctor, I ain't going to get to eat it for some ages, too. So, <laughs> and, instead of looking for what we feel, you know, this is where it starts looking spiritual, preacher. I'm sure you've heard it. Preacher, now, I know you mean to do right here, but could I just offer a little piece of advice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds real spiritual, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, when it, you, all of you know when somebody says that, you're fixing to get lambasted. And they're going to look real nice and spiritual doing it. They're going to walk away going, well, I finally corrected that. Person back behind them is laying on the floor, bleeding out all over from all its stuff. People think, listen, I, listen, I, I would rather have somebody raise their voice at me and be angry with me than come in, smile, and leave me with about 40,000 stab wounds. I'm just dead serious. I'd rather be somebody be real. Can we just be honest? We get angry. And raising your voice is not a sin. It means you're adamant about something. And it doesn't mean you can't walk back later and say, please forgive me for losing my temper. Is anybody here? Oh, you all never lose your temper. You're all perfect. (laughs) Do you hear what I'm talking about? Constructive criticism? Sounds real pretty. sounds Sounds real nice. No. No. Instead of doing all that, how about we on purpose... There, there is always something to pick on. I, look, can we just be real? There's not a person in this room that if, if we were to offer them the opportunity to tell on themselves, couldn't provide you with a, a compendium, a museum full of my own issues. If you think you don't have any... <laughs> what? That's an issue. There, there's some people... Yeah, you might need to go somewhere for some help, that's for sure. We all got problems. Okay, uh, let's, I'm going to do something. I, I, I'm all scared to do this. If you know that you've got issues, like, okay, you're a sinner, and you blow it, and you say stuff you shouldn't, can you raise your hand? Okay, hold your hands up, sec. Look around. It's pretty uniform. No, duh, there's stuff to criticize. You know what should make Christians different from the world? We ignore the stuff to criticize and we start looking for things to be thankful for. Because Christians, we're walking on the same path, follow God. And what does that need to look like? You want me to be thankful for... Yes. Are they in their spot every Sunday? I'm not aiming at anybody over here in particular, so don't start feeling. You know what I'm saying? Are they in their spot every Sunday? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thankfulness. There's always something to be thankful. Think about Paul. Think about some of the churches he wrote to and the troubles. I mean, the Corinthian church, and he thanks the Lord for them? They were screwed up. 
Nobody in here would join that church. We'd walk in and go, oh, I mean, seriously, literally, he'd walk in the door and go, okay, says Baptist. Is there another church in town? <laughs> and he says, I thank the Lord for you. Think about Ephesians 1, 6. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That'd be a good place to start. You want to be more thankful for somebody? Start praying for their needs. I'm telling you. Colossians 1.3, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. 1 Thessalonians 1.2, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. 2 Thessalonians 2.13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. I'm just thankful for you because you got saved. 1 Timothy 2.1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. How many of you would appreciate hearing something thankful, appreciative? So maybe we should practice that old time-worn illustration that all moms have used. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say But don't stop there. Shut your mouth on the jesting part and on the foolish talking part and start opening your mouth on the giving of thanks. This place is going to sound weird. Yeah, it actually might sound like believers walking together. Start praising people. Start praising people. Thanking people for the things that they do and that they are. There is a reason to be thankful. Just because you can't find it, it probably says a whole lot more about you than it does about them. Listen, be thankful. Wow, there's just nothing to be thankful for. You got, that is a lie of the devil. And that's all it is. It's a lie of the devil. There's always something. So start small. Pick anything. I'm, I'm serious. We looked at Psalm 66 earlier today. David was just reaching for something. Well, the Israelites crossed the Jordan. Thank the Lord for that. Pick anything. Thankful. Be thankful. Do you want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus till next Thanksgiving? Then learn to walk on the pathway of thankfulness. Now again, I want to go back to this thought here. I'm, I don't want to steal. I want to leave Brother Stewart some passages. So chapter 5 and verse 2. Walk in love. As Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. He likens our walking in love, walking together, giving of thanks to Christ's sacrifice. Sacrifice. What does that mean? You might have to kill something that's you. Amen. What I really want to say is, yeah, you need to lay that on the altar. You, you need to burn that up. Yeah, but I, I just have a problem with this one thing. Yeah, you, you need to give that to the Lord and put it on the altar. Even if you have to say, I'm, I'm not kidding, even if you have to say, it works like this. Yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Right, let me teach you something. This is really good. I'm going to teach you. You can say you're sorry, but what if you're not? I'm serious. What if you're not sorry? Because sorry is emotion-based. 
The moment you've realized you've done wrong is the moment you ask for forgiveness. You don't wait for sorry. I'm, my, I'm telling you, my wife and I practice this, and she'll, she'll tell you. We have looked at each other and say, I'm not very sorry right now, but I should not have said what I said. Please forgive me. Inst- as fast as you possibly can. You hear that? As fast as you possibly can. Don't wait for sorry. If you're sorry, great. Say you're sorry. But don't teach your kids to lie. Say you're sorry. They ain't sorry. They ain't, I'm telling you, they we're teaching kids to lie. Say you're sorry. No, tell them I was wrong. They're telling the whole truth right there. I was wrong. You want to be able to walk together? Start there. None of this foolish talking, none of this jesting. In everything give thanks, we looked at this morning, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you this. You want the illustration? You want the illustration for this? You're it. I'm dead serious. When you're walking out the door, I want, I'm going to tell you, pick somebody. Pick somebody that you would normally wouldn't talk to and start it in your brain. What can I be thankful for? Would you be walking like Jesus if you did? Is that what the passage says? Amen. So when you're walking out the door, purposefully be thankful. Amen. That's a, there's no better illustration because you'd be practicing what Paul's preaching. Amen. Father, Lord, thank you.